The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, is anything the same anymore? As it used to be. I mean, every time that you have an experience, do you expect it to be different than the last one just because? You know, used to, you go buy a car, you'd expect to try to dicker with them and get it down to, you know, maybe 10% off and get them to throw in the mm-hmm. undercoating and that. Add some floor mats. Yeah, yeah. Throw, throw a floor mat in there. Yeah. And then, uh, man, a different experience. Now you now. go in to, to buy a car, as I understand it, and you know, you're in, in basically a bidding war. Mm-hmm. And they say, how much over asking price are you going to pay us? And we're not doing anything else for you. Yeah, used to when you buy a house. Right. You didn't expect to pay asking price. Mm -hmm. That was obviously going to be too high because that's the way uh, negotiations work. And you come Mm -hmm. in and you expect to meet somewhere in the quasi middle. Right. Right. And And that's probably not changing anytime soon. Yeah. Right now, people are not meeting in the middle. They're having to bid it up. Mm-hmm. People ask a, a price, and and you know, there's not much supply. It's completely different than last experience. Going to the doctor, right? Going to the doctor now. You have this thing called telehealth, mm-hmm. and you can do telemedicine. So do you expect just about every experience in your life to be different than the last time you did this just because things change so much? You know, even from the the mundane experiences, Mm -hmm. right, the things that you would do on a normal basis have even changed. Going through the drive-thru to to pick up a burger or whatever you're buying, right? Mm -hmm. Even that has changed. Mm Mm-hmm. Compared to what it was a couple of years ago, so right? How has it changed? How has that? Uh, well, uh, for instance, you can uh, do basically cashless purchases. Uh, you know, uh, that that has changed. Uh, uh, you can order online and pull up into a little slot and then mm-hmm. text people and say, "All right, well, I'm here. Bring my food to me." Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so even the the process of driving through a drive-through restaurant is different. Is different. Yeah. You think most people are okay with this kind of change? I think I think many times, um, even those that are not really uh, acceptable of change, mm-hmm. it kind of grows on them. Um, because why why does it grow on them? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's either more efficient, more convenient, right? So there's a number of different reasons uh, why some of these things occurred and happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, even the process of going out to dinner to a restaurant has changed mm-hmm. uh, in many, many aspects, uh, you know. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say... People uh, are getting, or have to, or need to get comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, the process of flying on airplanes mm-hmm. changed right after 9-11. Yeah. 
And it was a pain uh, mm-hmm. then to, to fly on an airplane, mm-hmm. as it still is today. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you just kind of grow accustomed to. Yeah, yeah. You, you get accustomed to the fact they really don't necessarily want you there. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, used to when I was yeah. a child. Of course, mm-hmm. this shows you how old I am. When I was a child, mm-hmm. my parents had us dress up like we were going to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you put on some really nice clothes, and they welcomed you there and, and had little uh, snacks for the kids and let parents that have children mm-hmm. on first. And I'm, You know, I'm still waiting for the, uh, the flight attendants and the gate, uh, gate personnel to mm-hmm. to start using cattle prods as you go through the, the cattle gates. It's pretty close yeah. to that. And I, and I think probably some people have had that occur to them, depending <laughs> on the airline that they flew. I know I have. Yeah. 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 And going through security, and, and it seems like you know, they, they change, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's acceptable and what you do. And do you take your shoes off this time or you don't take your shoes off? And are you in the right line? And did you get the pre-TSA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The point I'm making is life is a constant change, and it seems to be faster. Mm -hmm. The change is faster. Last time you went to buy a car for yourself or your wife, probably a different experience than you had 10 years ago. Uh, Most definitely it was. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, The the last car we purchased was in... um, uh, December of 2020, January 2021. Okay. So a little over a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the experience, um, number one, there was not as much inventory on the lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think from the cars that, that she was looking at, there were three available. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was not much negotiation on the price even back then. Mm-hmm. It, it, luckily, it was before the time when you had to start adding money to the MSRP <laughs> uh, to purchase these things. Right. Uh, but yeah, the experience was completely different than what it was, you know, yeah. I guess nine years prior when I bought my car. Yeah. Now, that's just normal life. Mm-hmm. Just normal technological changes, operational Mm -hmm. changes, changes that have been brought on by some extraneous uh, outside influence such as the economy or supply chain Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then on top of that, you add natural disasters. Mm -hmm. You have stock market declines. You have a debt. Right. You have a disability. On top of that, there is change coming mm-hmm. for your life. Now, does that mean I necessarily have to like it, or I just need to get used to it and accustomed to it? Probably get used to it and get accustomed to it. Yeah. And then once you get accustomed to it, then you may like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say approach it with an open mind. All right, so I'm going to give you an example of, of something you brought up. You're talking about going through the drive-through. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to tell you which of the fast food chains, but it's one of the largest in the world. It has an app, and if you decide you want to go there for uh, a meal, mm-hmm. you go on five, ten minutes before you get there. So let's say you're driving down the road, you see, hey, two miles ahead is an exit, and this particular restaurant has one of their franchise locations there. Mm-hmm. You can get a, on the app. Order for yourself and your family. Get a now. I got to stop you there because mm-hmm. you said two or three miles before you. Mm-hmm. With my family, you got to start at least forty miles out. 
Well, I don't know what I want. Well, what do they have? <laughs> That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. It's a very good yeah. point. And once you go through all that and you finally get your order in mm-hmm. and you get a confirmation number and they tell you which slot to pull in or whatever, they give you a discount mm-hmm. if you use the app. Right. Okay. Now, all of this touchless stuff and all of this online stuff, my grandparents would not have wanted to do, but they'd have been into the discount. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. You know, anything mm-hmm. you get for a discount, you need to do go the extra mm-hmm. mile because, you know, maybe some of these companies have decided in order for me to get you accustomed to mm-hmm. change, I got to incentivize you. Right. We're going to go to break and we're going to come back and we talk about some of the changes at certain times in your life and how even though if you don't like it, you get through it from the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cudio, right here with you on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about change and things that happen to us and, you know, how we have to roll with it and maybe even how we can embrace it. But before we get there, I'm, I'm going to make a, a, a statement related to some statistics that came out. You know, we like the facts and the statistics yeah. here. At the we Advisors like the numbers. We love the numbers. So some facts came out, and, and this is about some change that, that people choose to have happen in their life. Okay? 70% of widows fire, fire anybody who worked for their husband. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that high. Now, this is financial advisors. This is yard men. Mm-hmm. This is people who worked on the car. Yeah. Seventy percent of women mm-hmm. fire people who worked for them while the right. husband was alive. Yeah. Now, before I get into the the nitty gritty of this research, I, why I, do you? I think would that probably happens? also say that 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 statistic is very true for uh, divorced individuals. You think so? Yeah. All right. Seventy percent of widows mm-hmm. fire people. That means she wasn't that happy when you were alive. That, that sounds like it to me. I mean, 70%? Yeah. So, just initially, why do, you, why do you think your wife may fire your financial advisor, fire your CPA, fire your attorney, fire your doctor, fire your lawn man? Why do you think she may do that? Oh, man, that's a good question. All right. See, she's Any indication there as to why? Oh, yeah, I've got in-depth okay. reasons. But I was just thinking off the top of your head, yeah. why do you think your wife may fire people? I, I would probably say um, number one reason is going to revolve around communication. Oh. So let's pick whoever one. the advisor is or trusted advisor or yard man, whoever it is, right, is yeah. not communicating in a way that is receptive uh, to the spouse. Uh, so maybe all these people who work for the husband. Mm-hmm saw it that way yeah they worked for the husband mm-hmm. they didn't work for the family yeah huh? mm-hmm. now she's already had uh, some disruption in her life she's already had change right. her husband's not here mm-hmm. happy or not <laughs> yeah she she's got change in her life but she's choosing 70 percent of widows are choosing to have even more change, mm-hmm. almost like wholesale, clean them all out of here. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right. One woman commenting uh, uh, related to this survey, 
said that she's been disrespected long enough. Yeah. Hmm. And that's that's totally different than not communicating well, right? right? You know, disrespecting is is a different animal altogether. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think the yard man or the financial advisor or the banker or the attorney mm-hmm. is disrespecting her? Uh, How does that come across? How does she feel disrespect? Well, again, I, I think it comes across as not being heard or listened to. Has this happened to your wife? Yeah. You feel like that maybe, you know, somebody in your life mm-hmm. was doing some work for you or wanted to do some work mm-hmm. for you. And suddenly he talks to her differently than he did to you. Yeah. He treats her differently. Mm-hmm. He uh, disregards her. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, I think, think it an, happens a lot. I think another, uh, I don't want to call it a trap, but a trap that, that some individuals would fall into is not necessarily disregarding Mm-hmm. Um, what the individual has has going on, but uh, really a a lack of care, mm-hmm. like yeah, I guess it could be a disregard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're just going to do it the way it needs to be done, and not getting input mm-hmm. from the individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that may be true too. Yeah, but communication is the very mm-hmm. first indicator. That somebody is disrespecting you. Right. All right. Now, let's say that you and I didn't communicate well. Mm-hmm. Then that starts make you feel like, hey, my input's not going to be listened to. Mm-hmm. And then you do give me some input, and then you confirm that. Right. So it's not just the communication. It's gone deeper. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not listening to your input. I don't regard you mm-hmm. and your opinion. I'm not really worried about your opinion. Yep. I'm going to do it the way I want to. And oh, by the way, your husband writes my checks. Yep. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. As soon as the husband, divorce or death, is not in the picture, you're probably gone. Yeah. You know? And now, so, now, I would also say that in the case of death, it, it's um, uh, an individual who... Um, I want to put this the right way, uh, who not necessarily would be disregarding mm-hmm. um, what what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about not uh, listening, but not being heard, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it could be another individual, mm-hmm. like as an outside um uh, sounding board, if you were, uh, you know, it could be another uh, another financial advisor. It could be another attorney. It could be another closely associated friend mm-hmm. who plants a seed of doubt uh, in in these individuals' minds as well. Uh-huh. Well, my yard man doesn't mm-hmm. talk to me that way, right? Mm-hmm. Huh? Well, that that's all it takes, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Well, my CPA does this. Oh yeah, you know, uh-huh. that's that's exactly right. Um, and sometimes, like you know, in the situation, we'll, we'll pick on the, the yard guy, the guy's taking mm-hmm. care of the family lawn. Uh, sometimes he's built the relationship with the husband. The husband called mm-hmm. him, felt like that might, may or may not be his responsibility to handle. And so he developed the, uh, the, the expectations mm-hmm. and, and what we're going to pay you and when we expect you to be here and all that sort of stuff. And the yard guy really doesn't mm-hmm. want anybody else's input. He thinks he knows who he's supposed to make happy. Right. Huh? This may be an issue with the husband not 
you know, you're not saying, hey, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is what I think we want, but uh, but let's have my wife have some input mm -hmm. about the flowers here, or how you trim this, or how often you come. But uh, you know, maybe it was exacerbated by the mm -hmm. communication style of the husband. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying that you already had change in your life. We've been talking mm -hmm. about change. You already had change, and suddenly you, as a widow, choose to change 70% mm -hmm. of the people. Right. Probably a major thing going on in your brain and in your soul mm -hmm. and in your psyche for you to add more change to a, a changed situation already. Right, right. Um, the, the last aspect of that that, that I think is, is probably somewhat telling, and I don't know if this is a, the case here, mm -hmm. is uh, gaining closure for those individuals. Okay. Right? So, it, and that, that's kind of off the wall a little bit, but mm -hmm. if you're trying to move on, you know, past a divorce, a death, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. and each time you go in and you're reminded of your prior spouse or, you know, mm -hmm. your late spouse, whatever... Mm -hmm. uh, that could be another uh, triggering event or, or event uh, that would say, hey, you know what? I don't like the way I feel every time I go in because it drudges up all these old memories, mm -hmm. whether they're good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. um, and in this case, generally bad. Uh, mm -hmm. But then you've got to relive that every single instance when you go in. Right. Yep. There are three or four things happening here. Uh, according to the article I'm reading that gave us the 70% mm -hmm. uh, statistic. Um, obviously, the widow is feeling undervalued and disrespected here. Um, two or three things that they say that the people they fired did. Mm -hmm. Number one, they assumed the man was the decision maker. Right. Number two, they assumed the woman needed direction. Mm -hmm. Number three, they assumed that a couple's finances were merged and taking money from the husband was like taking money from the wife. Mm -hmm. Or getting paid by the husband was like getting paid by the wife. Right. There was an assumption that everything's just going to continue without any direct communication with the woman after the man died. Mm -hmm. Assuming that the women didn't know anything about the subject matter. Mm. Yep. Misinterpreting her silence and maybe her nodding to you as agreement with you. Mm -hmm. And she may be nodding to herself. She's nodding to that voice in the back of her head yeah. that says, we need to get out of this. That's right. So my point is that, yeah, there's change that happens in your mm -hmm. life, but sometimes we choose to add to the change a death or a divorce because we see freedom on the other mm -hmm. side of change. Sure. Is that yeah. sometimes motivation for why you change something? Very well could be. Why you last changed a doctor. Mm -hmm. Why you last changed a mechanic. Why you last changed a stockbroker or an insurance agent mm -hmm. or whatever. You're, you're seeing freedom or something better, a, a brighter mm -hmm. life right. on the other side of this change. Mm -hmm. Even though the change initially was traumatic. Right. So dealing with change, it's not just like my grandparents needing to learn how to use a debit card. Mm -hmm. But dealing with change also goes along with natural events in your life. 
and sometimes with things that you even add to it because you feel like you need to. Mm -hmm. So on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about our need to change and how it can uh, actually be a positive thing from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Cooley and Labus with you right here on Supertalk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about change and how sometimes change occurs to us because of change of technology or circumstances or a death or a disability or a birth. Uh, and sometimes we choose to change things. So let's say that whether it's a death or a disability or the stock market is crazy or you lost a job or you got a new job or whatever, but let's say that you think you need to change something. Uh, you need to buy a new car. Mm -hmm. what, what are some factors for you personally that go into the decision? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to go spend that 30 to a hundred grand. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you thinking? What makes you do it? What makes you do it? Mm -hmm. um, or what do you need in that? Well, we'll, we'll get to get, that. Get to second. that. But initially, um, you know, why, why yeah. do you think most people go buy a new car? Um, maybe they don't like the smell of theirs. <laughs> maybe they're, they're looking for something a little bit newer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe something's broken on theirs. Maybe something's broken. Maybe there's a, uh, a number of things that have broken over time, and they mm -hmm. think, well, I better go ahead and just add it yeah. up. You know, go ahead and get get a new vehicle before this thing keeps nickel and diming me. Or they're thinking, you know, I got a couple yeah. hundred thousand miles on yeah. this thing, and if something hasn't mm -hmm. happened yet, but I'm living on borrowed time. Yeah. Then again, you know, I talked to a neighbor of mine that uh, that has a, 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 an old old Toyota Camry, mm -hmm. and he said there's seven hundred thousand miles on it. Really? And he's, he, you know, he's replaced things as it's gone along. But, you know, at this point, it's kind of a badge of honor that he's got a vehicle <laughs> with the original motor. 700. Right, with 700,000. So what model would this thing be? Um, is, is it 20 years old? You it think? might be 30. Oh, really? Yeah, it might be 30. Okay. And, you know, he, he, uh, he worked in Memphis and traveled back and forth mm -hmm. very, very frequently. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot, of, a lot of highway miles. But still, mm -hmm. I mean, that's impressive. Anything that's mm -hmm. over 300,000 right. miles is, yeah. is amazing. But 700? Mm-hmm. Is he indicating that he has any intent to trade or, or change it? Oh, no. And, and granted, I mean, he has other vehicles, but uh, mm -hmm. this this particular vehicle, he's still driving yeah. daily. Yeah, yeah. And probably with pride now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Yeah. But when most people are thinking about buying a new car, something's happened to give them some sort of impetus mm -hmm. to, to do it. One thing that can happen to encourage you to make a change is you have an insecurity right. about something. We talked earlier about how that widows change 70% of the time mm -hmm. the people who were in their husband's lives related to right. advising and doing work for them and that sort of thing. She may have an insecurity. Mm -hmm. uh, you may have an insecurity about your car. Yeah. It is nickel and diming, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you do have a lot of miles on it and things you know, are just not working well. Plus, you like the look of the new ones. Yeah. But there may be an insecurity there. If people have an insecurity about a relationship or a thing, should they automatically change it? 
or at least address it in some way. I think address it in some way is probably the, the, the more logical. So let's go back to the thing about buying a car. Mm-hmm. You, somebody's talking to you and say, Bubba, you know, I'm thinking about trading my car. Well, mm-hmm. why? Well, it's starting to nickel and dime me. Right. I'm thinking about getting a new one. Well, now, without talking about mm-hmm. it, many people make this decision, don't they? Yep. Let's address this insecurity. Is that a legitimate insecurity that it's starting to nickel and dime? I think it's a legitimate. Yeah. Ins- yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Legitimate re- mm-hmm. reason to start looking mm-hmm. at this. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, and then you're smacked with the cold, hard facts. Ooh. Right? Yeah. About how much a new car is going to cost, what your payment's going to be, how much your tag is going to be, you know, all these other things. Additionally, I was talking to an individual last night uh, at, at a soccer practice, and, and, uh, and he drives a big diesel, right? And, uh, and he was saying that everybody, at, and it's an older vehicle, and everybody at his work is kind of ribbing him about it. Mm-hmm. Why do you drive such an old vehicle, blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. He says, well, I don't have a payment. No. You know, yes, I know that diesel is really high right now, mm-hmm. but the car runs fine and does what I need it to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for him, mm-hmm. that didn't add him any insecurity. Right. Now, he breaks down on the side of the road between here and work two or three times. Mm-hmm. And there may be some insecurity that needs to be addressed, whether that means replacing the engine and keeping the vehicle right. or replacing the vehicle. But it, mm-hmm. many times... A, a, a change that you're going to initiate, mm-hmm. not a change that is thrown on you. Right. I mean, you know, you don't have any control necessarily mm-hmm. of what's happening with the stock market. You don't have any control over the economy. Mm-hmm. You don't have any control over the weather. You don't have any control over pandemics. Some things are just thrown on you. Sure. And you're forced to deal with change. But if you're thinking about initiate, initiating a change, many times it starts with an insecurity. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, here's another thing, and you pointed out earlier, sometimes uh, an indicator of a future change starts with a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, you know, Bubba, that, that hip there looks like it's got a whole lot of inflammation mm-hmm. in it. You're thinking, oh, Lord, I'm going to have to have a hip replacement. Right. Did he or she say that? Didn't say that. Huh? But then you go to the new doctor and they say, well, you need a new hip. <laughs> there you go. Right. Then it was confirmed. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But initially it may have just been a miscommunication or the way you hear things mm-hmm. or some people are not natural about jumping to conclusions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could be a, a change that you need to initiate could be started from an insecurity. It could be also exacerbated by a mis- miscommunication. Another kind of uh Thing that's an indicator that you may be need to be involved in change is just a a change in what something will do for you, mm-hmm. like a technology. Right. You you bought a television lately? Uh, it's it's been a couple of years. Thank goodness. You know how inexpensive they are yeah. these days. Mm-hmm. And you know what televisions will do, right? Now, huh? You can get on the internet, and 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 you you got apps on there, and you can go to Netflix straight yeah. from a television without having a cable mm-hmm. contract. Yeah. I mean, thirty years ago, you know how much televisions weighed? 
Well, just 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. If you bought the 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 brand spanking new uh, flat screen TV, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, as compared to today, mm-hmm. just the weight alone is probably mm-hmm. reduced by 80 percent. Probably, yes, yeah. And so the new technology mm-hmm. of what this thing can do for you—I mean, you can use it in your business now. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Yeah. You can use that television screen as another monitor right. of your computer. Yeah, uh, which which we do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's been an advancement in technology mm-hmm. to the point that oh, here's another thing. It probably takes up less energy in mm-hmm. your house. That's right. Huh? It uses less mm-hmm. energy to to have this thing. Did you ever... You know, and, and you can probably sit as close as you want to them and not get radiation. I tell you. you know? Did you ever walk by your grandmother's television and feel the heat coming yeah. off of mm-hmm. it? Uh, yeah. All those tubes and transistors and th- stuff. That, and, yeah. and I'm taking people back to the 70s and 80s and mm-hmm. whatever. But um, things have changed. Sure. And so there may be something precipitated mm-hmm. in your decision-making process to make a change just because you become aware of a technology. Cars, new cars, what they will do for you. Mm-hmm. There are people who have no idea how to back up a trailer. But you can buy a vehicle now that will back a trailer for you. There you go. Mm-hmm. And so if you, you can buy vehicles that will drive you. <laughs> yeah. I've got one that, you know, has that assist on, on the, the uh, cruise control. Mm-hmm. So you set your cruise control, let's say, to 68. And you come up behind Phil because, you know, he's... He's doing 66. Yeah. Your your vehicle Mm -hmm. will slow down. Right. Make sure you don't hit him. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a great thing and and, and a safety feature. And it will also rumble and vibrate the seat if you get too far over in one lane Mm -hmm. or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So technology can can Mm -hmm. actually precipitate change in your life. There are people who do not want to change anything. Right. Hmm? Mm-hmm. But if they have a security, an insecurity, they probably need to think about some change. Sure. If there's been a miscommunication, they probably need to think about a change. If there's been an advancement in technology, you may want to think about a change. Now, what does all this have to do with your finances and with your portfolio? and with your net worth, and with your cash flow, and with your estate plan. Mm-hmm. What, what does the conversation about change have to do with what you and I do on a daily basis? Why am I bringing it up at the advisor's roundtable? You know, I don't know if we've got time to get into it. We'll probably get into it in the next section mm-hmm. uh, uh, segment. But uh, change in general, I think, in our industry has been a good thing mm-hmm. for the consumer mm-hmm. in the long run mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll probably get into that in the next segment. Right. Uh, however, uh, I, I would say that um, in just about all instances, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think of a, a negative mm-hmm. impact Mm-hmm. on consumers, but uh, I can't think of one over the last 20 years. Yeah, and I'll tell you, some of the people that you I can think of one. Oh, really? So I'm going to bring it up in the next, uh, okay. or maybe I'll do it now. Right. Uh, increased notification mm-hmm. uh, and increased uh, confirmations have made the consumer a little less uh, 
apt to keep track of things. Oh. They get so much information in the mail that they don't know what to keep track of, so they just say, I give up. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a negative, I think. Yeah. yeah. And a positive. Yeah. But. yeah. Yeah. Well, the intent with all the regulation mm-hmm. was that you are more informed. But sometimes the more informed you get about right. something that you really didn't know that much about in the first place. The more clouded the issue becomes. It could cloud the issue. We're going to take this break at the Advisors Roundtable and see on the other side of the break as we talk about what change really has to do with your financial life. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. And we're talking about change. Why change? Why should you think about change? How should you affect change? Is change a good thing necessarily? Is change always good? All these are questions that we probably ought to ask, not just in all areas of our life, but we need to do our, our, on our financial side. All right, so let's just look at them. Change. Why would anybody want to change anything, Bubba, about the way they're handling their finances? I, I can think of a multitude of reasons. Who are you to suggest to me that yeah. I need to change? Mm-hmm. Are you a know-it-all? Not, I know a lot. I don't know it all. But, okay. Yeah. All right. So why would the average American need to consider change? Um, so I think that it comes down to, number one, what their experience level and their comfort level is. Okay. So if, they, if they're experienced in, in one thing, right, and they're comfortable with one thing, they typically want to stick with that, Okay. right? Uh, and, and maybe even to a fault, right? Maybe they hang on to things longer than they should. Maybe they, um, they don't uh, make changes as, as they should, right? You mean when grandma dies and leaves you some stuff and you stick it in storage and that was 11 years ago? Yep, mm-hmm. And you're paying a monthly fee on now, stuff you've sh- never used. You know, we don't yet. want to upset the, the storage <laughs> folks around here, right? Yeah, you're right. But uh, that's it right. Happens a lot. It does. Yeah, maybe it's something I don't want to address. Mm-hmm. Not just the stuff that Grandma left me, but the way I handle my monthly income and my budgeting. And haven't done anything for the kids' college yet, and don't you bring up my mm-hmm. will because I don't want to think about dying. Right, and so. I haven't done any of that. And you're saying I should. I should change my ways. Yeah. I should change mm-hmm. my approach. Those things need to be addressed. That's right. right. So the, the average American needs to be better with mm-hmm. how we handle our income. Yep. How our, we handle our cash flow. Mm-hmm. We need to be better about certain parts of our financial life being addressed. Mm -hmm. What if I have a retirement plan at work and I I set that thing up five years ago, Bubba, and I just set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. Is there a reason for me to look at it, even if I'm 40? I I would say that if you have done the easy button, as I call it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which is one of the changes that I was referring to over the last 20 years, right, okay. that have really come about in the, in the financial world. Uh, life cycle or life stage funds. So 20 years ago, if Phil was a participant mm-hmm. in his 401k here at the radio station. Maybe he had 10 different funds that he could choose from. Individual mutual funds. Right. 
And he had to go 10% in this mm-hmm. one, 20% in that one, that sort of thing. Right. And if he was going to rebalance it, he probably had to go in there and do that every quarter or every year. And do it manually. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said some changes came and, along. And now in his 401k, there's probably the high likelihood that he's got some target date funds. Okay. And what does that mean? Yeah. Well, basically it means that he's got a target, a time frame in mind on when he's going to retire uh-huh. and when he may be drawing this money out. All right. Uh, and, and maybe that's uh, 2040. Okay. Right? You know, he's a young man. I think he's mm. got another t- 18 years yeah. in him, right? Heck yeah. So yeah. a 2040 target retirement fund, mm-hmm. and uh, if that's his in- intended retirement date mm-hmm. over time that fund will adjust the the internal mm-hmm. components of it they'll do the adjusting they will do the adjusting that's oh, right okay so that that is one uh, change that I think people have adopted and, mm-hmm. and and really prefer yeah you know that that keeps you from having to go in every quarter and monkey with your 401k mm-hmm. yeah. and most of the time people do that more often uh, than once a quarter, and it's usually at the wrong time. <laughs> the people who do monkey with right. it, uh, monkey with it in the wrong way sometimes. Right. The mm-hmm. other people have set it and forget it, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, maybe over the last 10 years, the large caps have really done well, the right. small caps didn't mm-hmm. do so well, and the international didn't do so well, mm-hmm. and now you're out of balance, And but you think, I'm doing great here, just leave yeah. me alone. Mm-hmm. But one of these days, that's probably going to change. That's right. And so you need to rebalance. But thinking mm-hmm. about this is just not necessarily something everybody wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so that may be another thing I need to change is I don't need to be um, trying to avoid right. some of these subjects. Mm-hmm. But, but another change that's come about over the last 20 or so years has been exchange-traded funds. Okay. So an exchange-traded funds is basically a, a group of stocks or an index that, that is tracked uh, with an investment vehicle. Okay. Why are, why are these things popular, number one? I think they're popular because you can get broad market exposure to various asset classes. Mm-hmm. It can be the S&P 500. It could be regional bank stocks. It could be technology. Okay. Various and sundry, right? Mm-hmm. A pretty low-cost structure. Uh-huh. associated with those as compared to a mutual fund. Okay. So, you know, traditionally a long time ago, long, long time ago, 40 years ago, the way that people invested is they bought individual stocks and they bought individual bonds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very few mutual funds out there. Okay. Then the mutual funds came aboard. And, and uh, I remember hearing some, some counterparts years ago say that, you know, the, the sales charge on mutual funds used to be seven or 8%. Right. It's like, holy cow, how do you charge that much, right? Yeah, they do. Especially compared to today when, you know, you buy an ETF or, or whatever. Uh, well less than one. Yeah. Well, well less than one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in addition to that, you've also got separately managed accounts. Mm-hmm. So I think people are a lot more fee conscious mm-hmm. uh, today, which in turn mm-hmm. is better for the investor. Mm-hmm. Right. And those have all been changes. Mm-hmm. That have been pretty good. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So we rocked along with that and, and, and we're appreciative. Those, those changes sure. came about because of regulation and circumstance mm-hmm. and lobbying and competition and a lot of other mm-hmm. things that were involved in that. But then here we are. And that's a, a better thing for people as they think about saving right. and investing. 
but that doesn't necessarily take us away from some of these basics that we probably need to change our approach to. Yeah. And we need to change our approach to how we manage mm-hmm. our finances. We need to change our approach to how we think about the future. We need to change our approach to how we have addressed some of these matters. Mm-hmm. So most people listening say, yeah, 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 you're right. Mm-hmm. So why haven't? Why haven't we wanted to change? Why haven't we wanted to change our approach? Why don't people more than 28% of American adults have advisors. Is it because I can put it off till tomorrow? Usually. I can think about this when I'm in my 50s. Mm -hmm. You talk to somebody who's in their 30s and they say that. Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. But if you addressed some of these now, how much better would your Mm -hmm. 50s be? You kind of indicate to me you think you're going to be here in your 50s. Right. So you can address them. So it's not like you're a doomsdayer and you think, well, there's no no need for me Mm -hmm. to address these because the world's going to come to an end next week anyway. Right. You indicated to me you think you're going to be here in your Mm -hmm. 50s. So what are one or two changes that I could make now that would make, if I was in my 30s, that make my 50s better? Don't spend more than you make. Mm -hmm. Save as much as you can, uh, and and take care of yourself. Yeah, that, that, I mean, and that's not profound wisdom by any means. It seems like pretty much common sense to me. Yeah, but don't spend more than I make. Yeah, it's uh, kind of tough to do. Uh, probably for a quarter of us out mm-hmm. there, that would be a drastic change. Right. All right. But it would start there, right? Yeah. Because you can't invest anymore if you're not spending everything. I can't save anything if right. I've, I if mm-hmm. I've spent it all, right? That's right, mm-hmm. right. Um, and there's probably going to be a, a one or two financial things that creep up in my life that add a stress mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. And that goes back to your point number three about taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And that necessarily mean that everybody has to become a bodybuilder or a marathon runner. But you, you know, you you were taught enough in yeah. high school and college mm-hmm. health classes, right? Don't eat too many fried foods mm-hmm. and don't drink too much and take your vitamins every now and then and stretch your legs and get a little bit of exercise. All those things will make that next twenty years better, and you'll be here to experience it and all of the new changes that are coming. I think that's exciting just to think about. Hope you thought about it today from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.